Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'd like to thank Logan for coming in and filling in for Tim today. He was doing a good job, didn't you think? <laughs> thank you, Logan. Uh, who, who, who am I leaving off? Oh, I, yeah, I didn't. So <laughs> yeah, his wife. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a good group. <clears throat> you know, uh, we're coming in, of course, this coming week is Thanksgiving. And uh, I hope that you are getting ready for that time. And and just thinking about that, I was just looking over the over the congregation this morning, and and, and a lot of you folks, uh, we've been through some things together, haven't we? Over the years, I've seen a lot of you guys uh, kind of grow, go through the circumstances and situations in your life where you had to really just place your faith on God and, and just let the Lord do His thing, right? As we all should be doing all the time, anyway. But we've walked, we've walked together, hadn't we? And I've seen you grow in your faith. And I, and myself as well, has done the same thing. And uh, to grow in my faith. And I, you know, I think the older I get, the more precious is the time uh, to think about that and to think about uh, when I'm going to be coming face to face with our, my Lord. And uh, so... I would just like for you to think about that because the younger you are and the, the quicker you grab that 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 vision, uh, I think it will help you more in your walk today. So this time of year as we uh, prepare for the holiday, this Thanksgiving, and think about the things that you might reflect on. It's a time of reflection. I got a thing this morning on my, on my phone that is from... Uh, Ancestry.com. And it says 10 questions that I could uh, put a place around the place, uh, place mats uh, around uh, the plates where they come to dinner when the family comes together that would just provoke conversation to reflect back on some things on their life as well as, and, and to just to create that time of intimacy that a family ought to have. And I thought, I thought about that, and that's something I would encourage us to do because. It's a time, really, that we need to be giving thanks. To, to, just to thank God for, for health that we have. The, there's many things, you know, jobs that we might have, uh, uh, ministry that God gives us to, to do, family. Uh, family is so important in my mind. And, you know, just, and, and, but have you ever stopped to think about God's faithfulness? How faithful are we? when it comes to uh, our faithfulness. To thank God for His faithfulness. This morning, I want to share with you a message about God's faithfulness and some things that me, you and I can uh, be thankful for to Him for His faithfulness. Because the Scripture says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, it talks to us about how God is faithful when we're not faithful. So the scripture I want to start out with this morning is in Lamentations. Jeremiah the prophet. Uh, in Lamentations chapter 3, if you have your scriptures with you, I'd like for you to turn there with me. Chapter 3, and we're going to look at verses 22 and 23 just to start. Because I'm going to be going to different places uh, this morning along this. But I just wanted us to look at this particular a couple of verses 
that we might have here to, to share. And it says this, the Lord's righteous loving kindnesses indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They are uh, new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. You know, there's the song that we used to sing and now the hymnal. It called that very thing. Great is thy faithfulness, O God our Father. And we would sing that. And, I, and, and that's been on my heart, Gene will tell you, for the last two or three weeks. But, but just to think about that, just, you know, think about how faithful he is. And the writer of that song took the, the words from that, this scripture right here to write that song. And so anyway, with that said, I'd like for us to think about how, how, how can we thank him? What are we what are thanking for? What can we thank him for? I know there's many things that might come to your mind, but I would just like to point about four or five things out to us as we go through this scripture uh, today and think about that. First of all, I think we ought to be thankful for our salvation. In Romans 5, 8, it says this, that God demonstrated his own love toward us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That next verse goes right on to say something. You know, a lot of times we overlook a verse or two. When we're reading Scripture, we just pull one out and we look at it and we think it's something. But that verse 9 says, Moreover, brethren, we are justified by his blood and we're saved from his wrath to come. There's going to be a judgment one of these days. And so that wrath is what this verse is talking about, that you and I, as believers, won't have to, have to stand and, and, and be a part of that. But anyway, that's Scripture. But our salvation, I would like to just share with you. Also, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the first four verses, we get our gospel. Paul is writing there uh, to... Uh, the church at Corinth, and I wanted to share that, that scripture with you. If I may. And it says in these first four verses, it says, Now I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, in which you also stand, by which you also are saved, if you hold fast that, that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. And this is the word he preached. For I delivered to you as first of importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and he was buried, and he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. Now, all that right there is the gospel in a nutshell. To believe and receive, to know that Christ went to the cross of Calvary, and when he went there, was placed upon that cross, he took your sin and my sin there with him. And he did that for everybody. He said he did it for all. And it's amazing to me, June and I have this conversation every once in a while, and she says, you know, it's a sad thing when we realize that he died for every person, and every person's name is right there, but as they go through life and they don't receive him or place their faith in him and trusting in that, that, that death and burial and resurrection, their name is blocked out. That's a sad thing, isn't it? You know, I have the privilege of serving as a chaplain with the police department, as a volunteer, and, and been doing that for almost 25 years. 
and I had officers to ask me, said, why do you do that? What, you know, why are you here doing that? And I tell them, because, it's, because I love you guys. <laughs> I know what they're going through in a, in a lot of ways. And all the temptations and everything else that they face, I know, I know what it is. But you know, I told June the other day, I said, if when I die, if, if I go before her and whenever my funeral is preached, I just want them to say one thing because there may be some officers there. It just for, for whomever that is, if it's Tim or whomever is going to be preaching my funeral, say, you know what? He just wants to say to you guys, he loves you so much, he just wanted you to be with him. That's why he done all this stuff with you. He wants you to be in heaven with him. He spent this time with you 25 years or whatever it was. Some of them been longer than that. And just say, he just wants you all to be there. See, I don't ever get an opportunity to speak to all of them. We have to do it one-on-one. Okay? But with that said, so we're thankful for the salvation. The second thing I would think that we'd be thankful for is the power of prayer and the peace that that brings to us. And you know, last Sunday we were uh, praying and and this scripture was quoted for us, and I believe it was Rick that, 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 that shared this scripture for us. And it's in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all comprehension or understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We have the power in us that God gives us. It's part of the, if you've ever looked in Ephesians chapter 6 where it talks about the armor of God, at the very end of that it talks about praying for all the saints with all prayers and, and supplication, which means just asking. And what we're, you know, what a, what a powerful thing that is for us to pray for one another. You see, if I'm, I pray for you every day and maybe you, hopefully you're praying for me or you're praying for Tim. Uh, you're praying for Rick or, you know, whomever. The, the joy and the privilege of the humbleness of that is something. That just, it just is beyond words to me. For someone to ask me to pray for them, that's the most humbling thing I can, I, I can think that it could ever happen because they're placing their trust and faith and you're doing that. So when you're praying, and it's, a, it's an act of worship, and it's an act of love for God. And when you're doing that, the Heavenly Father's listening. And over in uh, Revelation, it talks about when the 24 elders are there and, and they, they called out to who could open the, the books. And no one come forth. And John there on the aisle in, in this, he was raised up to, to see all this and to vision this. John the apostle, and he's, he said he was, he was crying because there was no one stepped up to do the, take the book and open them. But then Jesus stepped up, the Lamb of God, the, Christ, this Christian, uh, the uh, Scripture says. And he took the book. And the 24 elders immediately just fell at his feet and took their crowns of gold and laid it at his feet, for he was worthy. And they had an incense there, an incense that was, if you remember, in the tabernacle, it was mentioned in there. In the tabernacle, it was in the innermost part. And it had the prayers uh, of the saints in them. And those prayers are there in heaven today. Every prayer that you list, every prayer that you put, that you speak, 
Every prayer that you lift up to the Lord God, he's got it right there. It's, it's in heaven. And when June and I, just an example, just to give you an earthly example, when June and I had the privilege of going to Israel here a few years back, and we were there at the, at the, at the Western Wall, I believe it was, and, and you could go up there and pray. Of course, you had to have a cap on, and the women had to go on a different, different place, uh, a wall to pray. And you write your prayer down on a piece of paper, and you could put it in the wall. You've probably seen it if you've ever gone on. You can go on TV or on your computer, rather, and see that done today. Well, I thought that was all there was to it. But you know what? Every once in a while, one of those rabbis come through, and they take those prayers out of that wall, and they bury them there in Israel. Isn't that something? So it's amazing to me. The prayer that we have, the privilege to do that is so powerful that God gives us that privilege. We can be thankful for that. And I would encourage you to do this. It's a lesson I learned early on. I've maybe have spoken it to you before. Is when somebody asks you to pray for them, do it right then. Because you may not have a next breath or opportunity to do that. And I've had that happen. One of my officers, one time he, he asked me to pray for him, and I didn't get a chance to pray for him. I didn't pray for him. I said, oh, yeah, I just you know like we always do. Yeah, I'll pray for you. I was changing clothes to go home, and he was, he was coming on duty. And that very night he died. Had a heart attack, died on duty. And, and, and I, I, I told the Lord after that, I said, God, if anybody ever asked me to pray for him out there, we're going to do it right then. I don't care where we are because I may not have the opportunity. So seize that opportunity when somebody asks you to pray for them. Man, just do it right then if you can. And take, the, take advantage of that. So we have, we're thankful for our salvation. We're thankful for our, the power of prayer. And we're thankful for the peace that it brings to us. And also I want to say that, that we ought to be thankful for the privilege that he gives us to praise him. To praise him. To worship him. The wonderful time that we have here to, just to share. As Rick and, and the guys that just you know, plays the instruments and sings. And leads us in a time where we can just come together in oneness and lift up our voices to the Lord God of heaven, the holy God. There is no other God. The scripture tells us there is no other. There's only him, the only holy God there is, the most powerful God, the almighty God, the most faithful God. And we get to praise him. What, a, what an honor that is to get to do that. That's humbling, isn't it? Just to be able to just praise him and worship him. In spirit and in truth, the scripture says, Jesus said, praise him. Just worship the God in, in, in spirit and in truth. So when we lift up our voices to him, we're not singing for each other or anybody. We're singing only to him. An audience of one. And he gives us that very privilege to do that. In, in Psalms 89, if you have the scripture and want to run the... By that right quick. Psalms 89 verses 1, verse 5, and verse 8. These three verses says a lot about praising the Lord God and also his faithfulness. In the 89th Psalm, verse 1, it says, I will sing of the loving kindness of the Lord forever. To all generations I will make known your faithfulness with my mouth. Verse 5 goes on to say, Then the heavens will praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness also in the assembly of the holy ones. And verse 8, O Lord God of hosts, who is like you, O, o mighty Lord? Your faithfulness also surrounds you. 
His faithfulness, His faithfulness is what holds us to in Him, into Him. He's faithful when we're not faithful, the Scripture says. He loves us so much, and He pours out His grace and His mercies upon us. And He forgives us, and He justifies us if we would never sin. I, I can't put my, my mind around that. Maybe you can, but I can't. But just to place my faith in Him and trust in Him and to know that He loves me like that is overwhelming, actually. And so I'm just praying this morning that as we look at these, as we have this privilege to pray, and we have the privilege to, uh, for our salvation, we thank Him for that, and we thank Him for the praise that we have the opportunity to do. And also we, that He delivers us from our temptation. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, this particular scripture, I think, has a lot of times been preached on. I've heard preachers preach on it. And they say, God never put anything on you that you can't overcome. That's, I don't know that that's what it's saying. But it's saying this about temptation. It says, No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will provide the very way of escape also, that you may also be able to endure it. In other words, he gives us that, whatever the temptation comes, there's always a way of escape that he provides for us. You see, it's not sin to be tempted. It's, the, it's only sin once we act on it. And there's not a person in this room that hasn't violated that. None of us. And God knows that. In Romans chapter 3, he talks about we're all sinners. We all come short of the glory of God. But his love, as the song says, and, and also the, the uh, scripture says, endures forever, right? There's no place you can hide from God's love. In the 8th chapter of Romans, if you'll look at that and just read that chapter, it talks about there's no place that we can hide. There's no place we can go. There's nothing in the world that can take us out of God's hands or escape his love, no matter what. What a promise that is. I heard a pastor this past week, he was talking about the promises of God. Just real quick, he said there's over 7,000 in the Bible. It goes over 7,480-something uh, promises in the Bible of God. And we know God's word is true. And he's never broken his promise. So what, what's holding you back? What's keeping you from trusting in someone, a, 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 a God who can provide for you like that? I mean, that's, that's just, to, to, just to know that we have that assurance of his love for us and his promises, all of them apply to us. And he loves us that much. Well, so not only does he... Uh, deliver us from the temptation. The last point I want to bring out to us is he takes us away the, the fears that we might face. Uh, you know, as a police officer, uh, uh, if you ever talk to a police officer and he says that he's never been afraid, he's lying to you. I can tell you that. There's, there's many times that I was in situations that I'll just confess to you. I was scared to death, but you, don't, you have to overcome that fear by just running into the situation and you see you know what I'm saying. And I don't know how you teach that, but it happens. And you can teach people how to do that. Uh, it's something inside you, right, Gary? 
that you run into that fire. You just you do that because of your love for what you're trying to do to help people. And uh, so when these guys run into these things and, and they say they're not afraid, that, that, you know, you don't think about the fear too much at the time. <laughs> or I never did until it's over with. But anyway, the time that you run into those things. But God takes away other fears. The fear of failure, the fear of, of dying, the fear of, uh, of uh, judgment. All those things that we might have uh, not thought about. Sometimes we think about other things in our life, but we might not think about the spiritual things, the everlasting things. And the everlasting things is, is this. One day we're going to spend a one or two places. We're either going to be with Christ in heaven or we're going to be in hell. That's, that's as, as clear as I can make it. The Bible speaks to that. And one is a place of, of rewards and being there with the Lord in his presence. And the other is to be completely separated from him in darkness. And the scripture decide, describes it as there's a fire burning there that does not is not quenched. And I don't know about you, but I think, it is, to me, that's a no-brainer of what choice ought to be made there. And that is to receive him. God is faithful. We can trust him. We can trust him. And I'm asking you today, is there a time in your life where you've trusted him, where you have placed his faith in him and let him Come into your life. Change your life. He will change your life and, and clean you up, change you from the inside out, and you will be a witness for him. So I have a question for you this morning. Have you received Jesus Christ as your Savior today? If you haven't, this is the time. The Scripture talks about that. Says this is the day of salvation. This is the day that, that right now that, that is, you're faced with that choice every time you sit within a congregation and the gospel is presented and the, and the opportunity is given to you to receive Jesus Christ and you reject it. This makes it a lot easier for you to reject the next time and the next time and the next time. There'll come a day when that won't happen anymore. You cannot overcome the rejection. The scripture talks about that. So my plea to you today is, is to receive him, to place your trust and faith in his death, burial, and resurrection. And also, will you take this time, this, this time of thanksgiving, as you spend time with your family and friends and however you're doing, going to be doing thanksgiving, to actually give thanks to the, the, the Lord God of heaven and to thank him for the blessings that he pours out upon us. Just think about it. What a blessing it is just to get from this place back to home. Have you ever thought about that? Man, you never know what's going to happen. So I'm asking today, if you would just trust in him and place your faith in him because he is faithful. Let's pray.